When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to some and welcome back to others. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mikey, half of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, and this is episode 101, My Indie, Big Stick. Uh, Randy and I took a much needed break following our hundredth episode, but we are back and we are really, really excited to pod again because God damn it, we need this outlet. Um, so just as much as we need to gather ourselves, we are really, really excited to be back to put episodes back out. Our next full episode will be released on Monday, I believe, or Sunday. I don't know. I'll probably explain it as this episode goes on. But if you haven't had a chance to listen to our 100th episode, please go back. We did a little bit of Q&A, just celebrated how far we have come. uh, And we are ready to continue with, you know, the second half of the season. So for anyone unaware, indie episodes are individual episodes that Randy and I record. It's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. Episodes will drop every Thursday from one of us with our random thoughts about a random topic. In my indies, you can look forward to interviews, shout outs to some amazing men or fathers out there who are taking care of business, deeper insight into my thoughts about marriage, life, fatherhood, and more. Each of my indies will have three parts. Part one is the main topic, story or interviews. Uh, Today, it's going to be a really interesting one. Part two is head nod or Q&A, where I show some respect to someone who's doing something great that I think deserves some recognition, or I'll answer questions that you all have submitted to us. Finally is part three where I leave you with a little something-something to wrap it up. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Mother lover, you gon' love this. Graduated from a rebel to a revolutionary in my area, they love this. I'ma wreck it like I'm revving the engine, heaven's ascension, every dimension. Give me attention, look at my soul, look at my heart, look at my hope. Got the world on my back, but I carry it though. Tell them God got my hand, I ain't letting it go. I, I, I came from the side of the ocean. All right, so what had happened was, um, this is going to be a, a, a deep episode, but I'm hoping that there will be some, some type of humor in this because that is who I am. Uh, but there's a very serious topic that I want to talk about. So Randy and I took a break. Because we had been neglecting our mental health and our emotional health. Uh, With the stress of the pandemic, deaths, protests, and drama within our own government, we felt it necessary to gather ourselves as a family and get our minds right. There have been a series of polarizing deaths in the past few months that have brought attention to the lack of value placed on Black lives and disproportionate deaths that Black people suffer at the hands of police in the U.S. At the same time, there have been a series of deaths involving women. And that is what I plan to highlight in my episode today, um, especially black women and non-white women. A few of those women being Breonna Taylor, Aluatoy and Salau, Vanessa Guillen, Rhea Milton, and Dominique Fells, just to name a few. One of the side effects of this quarantine is that our only way of connecting with the world has been through social media and news outlets. Because of this, we have constantly been exposed to traumatizing news in the past few months uh, and it's been difficult for me to deal with not because I'm a stranger to seeing these things but at the rate that it was coming and how stressed I am already being quarantined and worrying about my daughter and worrying about my wife and worrying about myself as well as family that I have you know it's just it's been stressful but I've been very angry at the deaths of black men during this time, um, and especially outraged by the number of women that have been killed at the hands of white and black men. And so I'm doing this episode in hopes to educate and encourage women to protect themselves. 
I originally planned to do this episode with one of the many black women firearm instructors that I've learned about because I plan to do more to amplify the voices of women in any way that I can. But all of the women that I reached out to were unavailable, which is like good and bad because, you know, they were like booked and busy, which I fuck with. But it's like, damn, I really, really wanted you to come come share some information over here. So hopefully if this reaches any uh, black women firearm instructors, I would love to have you on the show for a follow up to this, possibly get you to spread some deeper insight into the things that I'm sharing. And hopefully we can get some some black women in your class. Uh, but because I couldn't do an interview, I am instead going to share my thoughts about gun ownership, black gun ownership, uh, because my disappointment in people's inability to effectively protect black women has been stressing me and ultimately inspired me to speak to black women who may hear this episode about the importance of protecting themselves. So uh, I'm going to start by just sharing a little bit of my history with guns. So I am not a gun nut. I am. I, w- I would say I'm a gun enthusiast, but that could be going too far. I like guns. Um, so I'm going to start this off with a disclaimer. I am not former or present military. Uh, I am not former or present law enforcement. I am simply a man who is interested in guns, and I believe it is important that black people legally arm themselves if they are able. Um, I want to see more responsible black gun owners out there, specifically women, and I will dive into that as this episode continues. This is not a political episode where I'm going to talk about my political stance on gun violence or things of that nature. I am specifically speaking to black people and black women that I would like to see learn, arm, and protect themselves. That's it for my disclaimer. So a little bit about my history with guns. Um, as these episodes start to trickle out, we, we share a little bit more and more about who we are, who we were, Um, as well as who we are trying to be as husband and wife, uh, mothers and fathers. But ultimately, my history started with gang members and police. My background is a complicated one. I was involved in things, again, that I am not proud of. I have said this in past episodes. But my experience with guns comes from those two things, coupled with action movies and TV. I'm a 90s baby with ties in East Atlanta and East New York. Uh, You could do that math. You can go back in time and see what was happening in the 90s in these areas during that time, and it will clear it up for you. But um, I actually bought my first gun when I was, I want to say, 16 or 17. It was my first purchase, and it was like off the street. It was something really sketchy, and it is, it's kind of like, it was like a rite of passage at the time. Long story made less long. I'll get to this down the road, but I don't have that one. And now I'm a legal gun owner. Just putting that out there at the beginning. But I held my first gun uh, for the first time when I was eight or nine. And I fired a weapon for the first time when I was 14 or 15. I forget the year. It was a rusty, a rusty old 911 uh, with like wood grips and a broken clip because someone had pistol or someone with it. Long story. Also, <laughs> I don't want to like go too far off my topic here. But uh, basically, I was exposed to guns at a at a younger age. I wouldn't say it was like super young. I know people who have been training their children and teaching their children about guns from like the age of five um, responsibly. And I've only recently been exposed to the fact that there are black people that are doing this because the Second Amendment, which is the right to bear arms, does apply to black people. This is a concept that is kind of lost on us sometimes because it is often like portrayed to us that we shouldn't have guns because it invites problems. Um, And I disagree. Going to get into why. I am a gun owner for the sake of protection. So I'm going to get into why I have a gun and why I think gun ownership is important for black women. And I'm going to start with a little history lesson. So in middle school, I had a history teacher named Mr. Dawson. Mr. Dawson was one of those those black teachers that wanted to make sure you knew about your blackness. He wanted to make sure that you had relevant, uh, culturally relevant context to things that were happening in history. So when we were on a chapter about the Native Americans and Thanksgiving, and it was like, you know, just a regular November, uh, he decided to take it a step further and let us know what that holiday was really about. And I'm learning and have learned that this is not common in schools in the South growing up. But my school was a little bit different. And me and Randy do talk about that in other episodes. So we read in the chapter that the Indians brought corn, Native American, I'm sorry, the Native Americans brought corn, and the white men brought turkey, and everybody sat down and they had this delicious dinner. He began to tell us, uh, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds or whatever, about 
uh, smallpox and rape and what actually happened to Native people. Further ahead in that lesson, he ended up speaking about Teddy Roosevelt, um, Theodore Roosevelt, former president. And this quote always stuck with me. And I ended up doing a little bit of research following this conversation, but it's referred to as the big stick ideology. If you're listening to this, you may have heard the term stick referred to as a weapon somewhere down the line uh, by a rapper somewhere. Everyone has used it at least once in a rap. Listen to a song on the radio. You'll probably hear it within the first five songs that you play. But big stick ideology is essentially it's from the proverbial saying, speak softly and carry a big stick which is basically advising the tactic of caution and non-aggression backed by the ability to carry out violent action if required. Essentially, this idea is about negotiating peacefully, but also having strength in case things go wrong. I believe that gun ownership is in itself a deterrent. I believe that people being aware, black people, especially black women specifically, serve as a deterrent when they arm themselves. There is also more to this history lesson that I'll dive into maybe on the next episode or an extended version um, where I learned about the Black Panther Party and the effect that these black men with AKs had on the government, which actually caused serious reform because white people did not like the sight of niggas with guns. Another long story. I won't dive too deep into that. But I believe that black people should own guns. And arm themselves if they are legally able because it is your right. Just like it is your right to live. It is your right to, what is it? Peace, peace, like something, the, <laughs> the pursuit of happiness. I don't know. I forget the quote, but life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thank you. Brain farts. And I believe that we should be that deterrent. However, I recognize that there are barriers to gun ownership and to learning. Um, so I'm going to dive a little bit into that. I have written down three barriers to learning um, and gun ownership. I have representation, affordability, and access. Now, as far as representation goes, and I'm speaking specifically to Black women who are listening right now, whenever I was growing up, I, I did not have guns in the home. Um, and if I did, they were hidden. I remember I was going through my mom's closet when I was a little kid, and I found a box of bullets. They were like really, really tiny bullets. I believe they belonged to a 22. Um, if you don't know what that means, that's okay. I'll educate you somewhere down the line about that. Um, or you'll you'll come across something that I'm going to share in one of my links about different calibers and things like that. But um, it's basically a really, really small bullet. And I did not know if or that my mom owned a gun, but, you know, I did come across that ammo. I had only, again, seen black people with guns when it became when it was uh, in the hands of some niggas that I knew that were in gangs um, or police officers, law enforcement. and so. Representation, again, is not something that you would regularly see. And other than those real life examples, again, action movies and TV. So uh, I have some representation for you, something that will kind of put you at ease if you are considering learning um, or might be interested in this. I want you to check out Guns and Chocolate on Instagram. Again, that's Guns and Chocolate. It is essentially an Instagram page that features black women, black men who are training, who are learning and who are interested in guns and it's really really nice to see like just regular ass normal people shooting guns and it doesn't come across as something that's like off-putting um other than like i said gang members police officers i would also only see representation of gun things when we came uh or when it was presented to me in the form of like second amendment rights pushing white people that you would see on the news, like those people who are like really, really crazy about their guns. I grew up in Scottsdale, Georgia. That is on the east side. I was a stone's throw from Stone Mountain, which is a very popular KKK site. That is where they held rallies when I was younger. I have seen crosses burn. I have seen them do their little rituals on top of that mountain. Um, and it is very, very common knowledge that that is a heavy area of, you know, essentially racist white people, which is a place that you don't go at certain times. And the only other exposure that i had to guns were like white militias and that you know scared me when i was younger so this representation that i'm giving you guns and chocolate and i promise you it will lead to a whole rabbit hole of other pages and people this representation will definitely curb something like that if you're somebody out there that that's all you've ever seen um so check that out black people with guns it's good one of the other uh barriers to learning or gun ownership is affordability guns are not the most expensive things in the world they range anywhere from $100 to whatever, $50,000, whatever. It just depends on what you want and what you're using it for. 
I will link resources to guns that I'm interested in, YouTube channels of people that I have watched, people who break down these things and are a lot more knowledgeable about these things than I am. Um, but also, if you have any questions about this, please feel free to DM me because I search heavily. I am shopping heavily. I am buying for real. And chances are I'll probably come across it. So if you're looking for the prices on something, let me know. I'll send you to the cheapest place. But um, it's actually more affordable than you may think. One of the last barriers, I believe, is access um, to a range. Um, these are all like state-specific issues. So you have to look at where it is that you live. I know I'm not only talking to people in the South, and I'm going to give you all some things that actually apply to your country as well. There is a, a database that I found, which essentially has all the information for every single specific state, how much it costs to get your permit, how uh, how often you have to renew it or when's the expiration dates, laws that apply in your state and neighboring states and how those affect you. And I will share all of these things in our show notes as well. But basically, those those barriers exist. There's a way around all of those. And if this is something that you're interested in, I would absolutely encourage you to pursue it. Now, if you are going to familiarize yourself with these things, you can't jump into anything without properly being educated and taught. As an educator, I believe that you should seek information from those that have it. So um, I want to give you all some instructors to follow. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the types of classes that women who are just now getting into guns or firearms or shooting or anything should take. So the first one that I'm going to bring up is my sister's keeper's defense. Now, this, uh, this page that I found is run by Marcelle Tig Davis. Um, I came across her her page when I was, you know, running down my rabbit hole of black gun things. And she essentially told her story. And one of her big takeaways is that she just does not want to see black women be victims. And so she teaches intro to pistol classes for black women. Um, she does also teach family um, classes, but her focus is specifically on teaching black women. And she is based in Atlanta. However, she has resources that span this entire country. And again, uh, her Instagram page is called My Sister's Keeper's Defense. That is her Instagram. Check it out. Um, but the first class that I'm going to reference is an intro to pistol training class. So if you're new to something like this and you want to learn, it is important that you take a class. Uh, intro to pistol classes literally are what they sound like. It is a class that basically explains what a pistol is, how it works, gets you familiar with the mechanics of it, as well as gets you comfortable with how to use them. Uh, on her site, she has a frequently asked questions section that is extremely thorough, just as all things that black women create are. If you had any questions, she had answered it and then answered it and probably answered it six more times. And so she um, has an extremely organized frequently asked questions list. So please go and check that out. I'm going to link all of these things. But within her links is something that's also very important. It is the National Black Self-Defense Directory. And it's on her site. So basically, this directory includes Black instructors as well as ranges and Black armories. So I and Randy have been talking a lot more about being intentional about where our dollar is going. We want to buy black we want to build with black we want to encourage and invest in black things which means we need to pay attention to where our black dollar is going so i have been heavily looking into black ranges black people that i can support um black people that i can give my money to about something that i want to support so on that national black self-defense directory list you will find a whole bunch of black people doing black shit and it's amazing uh so check that out take a look at that because that is going to be the thing that leads you to the next thing, which is basically uh, types of guns. So I'm going to, I'm not going to dive too deep into types of guns, but what I will say is there is a wide range of things for everybody. I myself plan to own, I don't know how many before <laughs> this year is over, um, but let's just say uh, it's important to have a variety. It's important to know and recognize different things uh, for different reasons. And I'm going to tell you a little story. I once held a position of lookout. And because of that, when I did that as a child, I can identify any car, any make, any model, any year based off the headlights or taillights day and night. If you are curious as to whether I'm telling the truth, please test me. I promise you I will pass. Uh, and because of that, I have been educating Randy on the same things. So whenever there's a car that drives by, I would ask Randy, like, what did that logo? What was that logo? Uh, what car is this that's approaching? And I'm not going to, like, make her guess the year, but, you know, I do want her to be able to identify a car. The reason for that being is you just never know when something like this comes in handy. 
um, I want to say four, four or five years ago, uh, Randy was getting off the highway off 285 here in Atlanta and she was getting off at Memorial Drive. There is a prison at like the t- at this corner um, and it's like a really wide street. Randy was getting off the exit and a car just sped into her and rear ended her. Uh, Randy was hit really, really hard. They pulled over to the side of the road. The driver actually got out and spoke to Randy to see if she was okay. And they directed each other. It was like, yeah, so we're going to pull over to the side. Randy was not okay. She was actually concussed. The driver pretended to pull over to the side with Randy and ended up speeding off. Randy was actually able to identify the car because she had practiced looking at different cars. She recognized it was a black, I want to say Hyundai because she really hates Hyundai's. Um, but again, it's been a minute since we like told the story, but she was able to identify it and things like that are important for a lot of reasons. You need to be aware of what's going on around you. There are a lot of different ty- types of guns that exist and you should be able to identify what one is, what one does just for the sake of knowing what it is and what it does. And again, these are the things that I'm going to also link in our show notes following this episode. Um, along with knowing different types of gun, it's also important to know and be aware of safety. Um, as a responsible gun owner, it is your responsibility to keep these things safe, to keep these things out of the reach of children, as well as knowing how to use it. So prior to purchasing a gun, and I'm going to talk about like steps that you should take, but before you purchase one, you should actually have a place to store it safely. I am also really big into gun safes. Uh, yes, there are safes that are specifically designed for keeping guns, but you can also store other things in them, like important documents. I don't know, money, gold, secrets, whatever, whatever it is that you, that's important to you. Um, I personally plan on investing in a Fort Knox safe. Google it. They're some of the greatest shits ever. Um, they're beautiful and they're functional and I love them. I I am in love with them, but that's another conversation for another day, but Safes are just as important as the things that you are putting in them. There have been a lot of extremely sad stories about children getting access to their parents' guns and dying because of that. If you are going to be a responsible gun owner, it is important that you are trained and informed on how to use your gun, but also smart enough to know to keep it out of the reach of children. So storage, safes, these things are all important. Next, I'm just going to get into steps that you can take as someone who is new to this or might want to learn about this or try this out. Step one is to apply for a carry license in your state. Even if you don't plan on walking around with a gun every day, it is best to apply just so you have that ability. Some people believe that if you have uh, a felony or had a felony, you cannot apply for one. Again, these things are different for different states. All you have to do is Google gun laws for and type in your state. It will pop up. I am going to link in this episode the page of Gun Laws for Georgia. Applying for your license, there's only two major things. Um, Again, criminal history and the cost. The cost can range anywhere from $25 I've seen in Alabama to $200 and something in California. I believe I paid $150 for mine when I first applied, and I've had my license to carry for over four years now. But I've only recently started legally carrying. And because of the way the world is going, I'm assuming y'all can guess why. Um, So after you apply for your license to carry, you need to visit a gun range. Uh, Most offer discounted or free range time for women. I know here in Atlanta, there are about four gun ranges, uh, just like really close to the city that actually offer uh, discounted nights and discounted range time and ammo for women on Thursdays. They have date night packages. So for the men listening, please take your girl. Y'all try it out together. Um, I say visit a gun range because you can get used to hearing the sounds of the guns, just recognizing what a space of a gun range looks like, just exposing yourself to something new. Visit a gun range and ask questions. It's okay if you don't know everything. That's the point of learning. Have them educate you on brands, calibers, sizes, full, compact, subcompact, micro. There's a whole laundry list of of gun terminology. And because this is a short indie episode, I'm obviously not going to have the time to dive into all those things, but go to these places to expose those things, to expose yourself to those things. Try out different guns. Um, I believe the first time I went to a range, I tried every single thing I could get my hands on. They love giving out coupons for stuff. They'll give you a coupon for a free machine gun rental. You're never going to like use this in life or you may you never know um but it's actually just fun to shoot so go try it out it is a safe environment for you to shoot in so it's a really great first step to take following that um you need to take a class so before you buy a gun before you bring one into your home before you put it in that safe that you may have just researched and found out was really sexy the one i was talking about 
take a class. Anyone can own a gun, but everyone shouldn't. Uh, you need to know what it is that you're doing and what it is that you shouldn't do. And the only way to really get that information is to take a class. I, again, have been exposed to guns my whole life. And while I knew people in law enforcement and also people in the streets, I just know what I'm supposed to be doing because I watch them. But I can actually honestly say I don't know shit because I haven't taken a class myself. Now, I plan to sign up my entire family mom, sisters, cousins, to take a class because they all have their license to carry and I want them to be safe. So take a class, expose yourself to that. Now, for my people who may not feel comfortable in white spaces, and I, 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 can, I feel like I can say this for fact. I feel like if I took Randy to a class and we were surrounded by a whole bunch of white people with guns, she would feel uncomfortable. So to the black women that I'm speaking to right now, if you just want to be around people that look like you to be in a space of comfort as well as education check out the page of the woman that i described earlier my sister's keeper's defense um because her classes are for black women so you can take classes specifically with women that look like you take a class and following that step purchase if you're ready um i really hope that i wasn't all over the place with this and i really actually hope that i've opened up the space for questions and I really want to hear your feedback following this episode. So if you have any questions following some of the things that I talked about today, please, please, please do not hesitate to ask. I am extremely dedicated to doing follow-up episodes of this because I'm extremely passionate about it. Again, the reason why I brought this up is because I am sick and tired of seeing Black women as victims. I can't do it anymore. And because I do not have the power to protect everybody, I had to recognize and think about what it is that I do have the power to do. And this is a message that I can spread. Um, Randy made a point when we were having a conversation a while ago that I'm not going to always be there to protect her. I'm not going to always be able to protect Drew. I've always said our entire lives, like when you with me, you good. You have nothing to worry about. And that has always been true. Um, I know that if it's ever something that happens and Randy's in, within my space that she is taken care of no matter what situation we're in because I don't play about my girls. However, I'm not always going to be around them. One day, Drew's going to go off to college. Uh, one day, when the world gets back to normal, Randy's going to have to drive to work by herself. I don't know what type of situation she may, situation she may be in, but I know that whatever it is that happens, um, if I'm not there, I want her to be safe. And being a parent now really has me thinking really heavily about how I'm equipping my child to move in this world. Um, I always say I take the world for how it is, not how I want it to be. And how it is right now is fucking crazy. It is. It's just, it's insane. And it can drive you crazy if you don't figure out how to get your shit together and get your house in order. And this, I feel, is important for black women um, because I would have loved to have seen black woman protects herself from would-be rapist now deceased like I, I would love to hear that story versus another black woman harmed another black woman dead i can't do it i can't be quiet about it or just see about it you know uh internally so i am sharing how i'm feeling i'm sharing this information because this is what i feel like would help uh so thank y'all for like listening to this rant hopefully you got something from it to all my men listening please encourage your girls to do this to all my women listening please please learn something moving on all right now i'm going to jump into my second segment my q a segment and for this um the section i actually have a special guest on this one, I'm going to have this person introduce themselves, tell you a little bit about them, and I'm going to have them ask me any questions that they may have. So, uh, ma'am, why don't you tell the people uh, your name and a little bit about yourself? Let them know, you know, your sign, uh, a little fun factoid, and then we're going to get into these questions. So, who are you? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you see, my name is Randy Chapman. I am one half of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. Uh, fun fact, I just got my birth certificate certificate in the mail because we couldn't find it. Yeah, because you lost it. You lost the birth <laughs> certificate. The, the form that tells you when you were born. So I had to order a new one and I found out that my rising sign and my, what's the other one? Rising and moon. My rising is a Taurus. And my moon is a Gemini. 
And that's funny because my sister is a Gemini and my brother, my baby brother is a Taurus. Isn't that crazy? That is a random fact. Thank you. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is way so That's what you jump much. out the window with, with I just random thought, You like said so. you didn't. No, you I, didn't. It's, that's, that's interesting. That's the route that you took. Because this is what you've been focusing on, actually, for like the past week. <laughs> Randy's been like really heavily into her like astrology bag, looking up everybody's time and what birth charts. <laughs> because and that's so fascinating. Because it makes so much sense. I love you. Drew's rising is a Virgo. Randy, I don't, don't, okay, know, what you know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay, you Y'all should Google it. Okay. I love you. I love you. So, welcome to my indie episode. Thank you. It for is a pleasure me. to have you. Um, so, basically, I'm just going to like throw this out there for you. And I wanted to know if you had any questions that you might want to pose for that someone may be thinking who is new to the concept of gun ownership or just having a gun in their home. I just wanted to know if you had any questions. I'm going to answer them here. Um, I have two. Okay. My first question is, do you think a woman owning a gun can really change things? Do I think a woman owning a gun can really change things? In society, in the home? What do you think? Simply put, yes, um, Hmm. I do. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on all the statistics because I didn't memorize all of these things. But the number of deaths by women who own firearms is, is so ridiculously astronomically low mm-hmm. um that i'm pretty sure it's it's close to zero okay um women follow safety rules to like the t um again this is statistically speaking this is not just me coming out of my ass with it i just don't remember where i saw these things from because like i said i've been down a rabbit hole with this for the past like you couple months. Of months yeah um but i genuinely do every time i see a woman who is in a position of power usually like a, a police officer as a black woman or something along those lines like they seem to be the only ones that's like gathering people mm. and it's not because they own a gun it's just that they just kind of understand and have this responsibility and they just seem to like get it um it's not necessarily about abusing power more so like making sure everybody is straight which is the point i feel but um no i, I definitely feel like the more black women there are that are armed out here the better things will be like it's a really simple way of looking at it but i genuinely feel that way all right did i answer your question yeah, so I don't, I haven't heard the episode yet. <laughs> I haven't, but <laughs> I don't know if, um, like you mean in terms of it can change things in terms of how people treat black women or women who are armed? Is that what, you, is that what you're saying? You think that if more women own guns, then it could change how people treat them? Um, Yes, actually. I think that's a separate question, but yeah. So actually it's not a separate question that is the exact same question you asked <laughs> before but you were looking for clarification yes i when i meant by change things and i didn't specify because i don't know i haven't heard the episode yet mm-hmm. so i don't know my question i don't know if you already answered this but my question is do you think that if a woman owns a gun it could change how people how she is treated absolutely people? um so there is a quote from one of my favorite movie of all times you've probably seen it by extension um, I have to say probably 60 something times. Do you have any idea what that movie might be before? Training day. Training day. hundred <laughs> percent. It is training day. <laughs> um, there's a scene where Jake finally catches up with Alonzo and has a gun to his head. And he says, is no fun when a rabbit has a gun. When a rabbit, when the rabbit has a gun, okay. yes. meaning the one that's hunted is now the one who's in a position of power. Mm-hmm. That line has like stood the test of time because it is, it's just true. Mm. It's true. There's nothing more frightening to someone who abuses their power than someone who also has the ability to, you know, protect themselves, who has, for lack of a better, you know, I don't know how to word this, but that same ability, that same power, that same understanding and knowledge. There are people who own firearms who honestly just abuse that, that right. The fact that they have it. And because of that, we see instances like the women who have been dying, like the people who have been dying at the hands of police officers. I did. Ju- I did jump into that at oh, the okay. early part of this episode. But, um, yeah, it it absolutely causes a shift because it's kind of like evil. It's an evil playing ground is what evil? I'm trying to say. <laughs> Equal. Oh, Equal. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was Equal. like, wait, no, thank what? You for- <laughs> level. It's a level Sorry. playing ground. I'm just going to like dub over that. Just, just take so it there's out. an equal playing ground because everyone understands what is, you know, everyone has the same training, knowledge, understanding. I think that you should know what your oppressors know, for lack of a better word. I think that you should know what, um, 
you should have the same information, the same knowledge. And I think that for the longest that has been kept from us because we didn't feel comfortable seeking it or we just didn't have it. But that is not the case anymore. Um, and I did also get into like different instructors and people that uh, that listeners can like reach out to to get further information about it. OK, I can't wait to hear. Yeah, I told you I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about all of them. But a good question. No, I absolutely believe that that you walking around out here with a pistol is just, you know, it's a little different. Mm. It's a little different. <laughs> it's sexy to me. It's just, it's just you tell you about the time he threw one of his guns in my lap. I was like, hold it. See, that's irresponsible to say because I didn't just throw it in. You didn't just throw it, but you did. And say, hold it. <laughs> you did. I gently you placed hold this it with my finger off the trigger and said, hold that down for me while I walked into the store because we weren't in the safest place. And I just needed her to make where sure were that we? you know. Oh, I know where we were. Okay. Um, <laughs> West side. What's up? My second question is, Okay. how do, what do you suggest, like what advice would you give to someone who needs to get over a general fear of guns? So like, it's very different having guns in the house as opposed to you researching guns in the house. And <laughs> I'm always like, and I even told you, please don't shoot me. Don't be mad. I I'm serious. So like, much. I know you, I know you hated it, but I just felt like I needed to explicitly say, don't switch up on me uh-huh. and pull the trigger. Because you felt that because I have it now, I'm just going to just shoot everything. I mean, it's a powerful, it's powerful. Like, it is. this is like, literally, you have life or death in your hands. And but you, you know that quote, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Same difference. But people kill people with guns. What you mean? <laughs> too. So, but, like, how do you deal? Because it's still very difficult for me to, like, do you remember when you were, you were showing me how to, um, what's the word? put a bullet in the chamber mm-hmm. i was trying to teach randy how to put it around but because i did it slow i i i jammed a bullet <laughs> then i jammed two <laughs> and if i would have pulled the trigger we would have died <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> so like how no. you and i was so stressed and i just wanted you to take it from me but you were trying to teach me but my windows aren't tinted so i'm like people gonna see us playing with this gun thinking we're trying to rob them but you just trying to get <laughs> I was just stressed out. So, so like, yeah. What do you? What is your advice for getting over that initial anxiety of guns? Right, because my anxiety hasn't necessarily left. Like, I am getting more comfortable seeing seeing them around. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, you know, I like I like what you have to keep them up. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of away from the baby and locked and safe. And I like I like the ones you have because you can't you have to be intentional to shoot somebody ain't no there's no there's no accidentally i the weapon i know you You have have to to actually purposefully (laughs) you have to pick the bullet right unlock and all that stuff so Uh um so like it's getting easier for me to know that they are in the house Mm -hmm. but i still be like I don't want to touch it, but I know I need to learn. I know I do because I do. You do, and I think I and I, I agree. I think women should know how to shoot, um, especially women. I think we should know how to shoot, and because people don't be expecting that. No, and I don't want to have to walk around just be using it. But I do want to know if I had to use it that I know that how you, to use it. Yeah, but I, I do still have that initial anxiety, and that jamming that gun did not help me. So here's the crazy thing, especially about your reaction. Your, like, your reaction was, reaction was like you were calm because of you're a teacher. Y'all might tell me how to drive. I don't know if y'all. I've told y'all that, but so you're <laughs> a teacher, so you you were like, okay, um, <laughs> give me the gun, <laughs> take your hand off the trigger. I didn't, even, you know, like you were like, but I could tell you were like, oh shit. There was one bullet. Now there's two. It's because the the way you did it is actually <laughs> so rare and it was so impossible that I was trying to figure. I was looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, "You're like, how do you get the bullets she out?" Really got two rounds <laughs> stuck in the barrel, coming out the top, and one partially. Yeah, she know in. Drew was nowhere near us. She was <laughs> at my mother's house miles and miles away <laughs> i obviously would not have you fidgeting around with a weapon if i knew that it was dangerous uh but here's the thing the thing about your question that you actually answered while you asked it is that it just it's an exposure thing mm. you won't get over a fear of something until you address that something that's with anything so with guns specifically and i did i talked about this in the episode but not to this extent. One of the ways to get over your fear of guns is to fire a gun. It's to mm. hold a gun, touch a gun, see one around and not die. Yeah. Essentially is what it is. Um, since we have had them in the house, you have gotten more comfortable with a gun being around. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're not seeing it being used recklessly. 
we from the South. It is what it is. We know that guns get shot off in the, at the night all yeah. the time. We hear them every night, actually, mm-hmm. along with fireworks and other things, even in this neighborhood. So it it really just takes going and learning and getting an education. And the first step, I think, to being comfortable with it, especially for women, is an intro to pistol classes. Okay. Um, these classes are offered everywhere. And again, I brought this up. There's that national directory for black classes um, that you can find. And I'll make sure I link all of these things. But you, ha- you also want to be comfortable with where you learn. Now, I know your history and I know you. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't put you in a space where you're surrounded by a whole bunch of white men and women no, with guns. That's do not. I think you'd leave me. I jam a few guns. <laughs> I'd be so tense. Not a nerd. Like I'd be so tense. But that happens. But imagine if you look to your left and right and saw you know someone that looked like you, you mm-hmm. know, like your mother, like your sister, like your friends. And, and mama knows how to shoot. You she know, has her so certificate and all that. And that's important. That representation is important. So just having it around, seeing it, recognizing it and being in a space where you can learn without that anxiety Mm -hmm. is the only way to like really get it. Um, So for my bachelor party before we got married, we went to the gun gun range, range, we went to the gun range and my little sister was my best woman. Yeah. So she was there with us and this was Teresa's first time firing a gun. Now, my sister is a very peace loving hippie she is vegetarian. not no more <laughs> no. she ain't no more i mean she's still I vegetarian <laughs> but she so was. therese was like so uncomfortable with guns and the concept of guns but like her big brother shoots and is really into it so she went we took her to the range and there are a couple of basic rules on a gun range one is you don't aim the gun at people mm-hmm. two is you basically aim down range mm-hmm. it's like the, like there are more rules obviously but like let's just stick with these right now mm-hmm and they're not actually written. They're just very obvious. Right. Because if you aim at a person, you might shoot a person. If you don't Get aim shot. down the range, that means you're aiming at something that you shouldn't be aiming at. So Therese fires. She steps up. I show her how to load it. She gets ready. And she fires a shot. And it scares the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, she turns around and she has with the, the gun. gun. <laughs> oh, no. Aiming it towards people standing, you know, behind. Like So I had to, like, very quickly angle her her hand up towards the ceiling and then take her hand off of the the, the trigger uh-huh. and remove the gun from her like yeah it i never thought Therese would ever like be interested in guns after that day but she slowly started to come back um like later she was like i can't do this like that one time was enough she was like you know i'm glad that i tried it but she came back later and she tried it again this time without turning around and panicking and she tried it again and you could see that she was starting to like get the hang of it mm-hmm. but that fear that initial fear was there now, Therese talking about she wants some pearl handle, right. chrome. She's uh, talking about <laughs> engraved gold shit. She don't shit. need like, no alarm sister. Yeah, she nah, she's, she's ready. She's yeah. ready and she's prepared. And so um, while I love that, you know, it took it takes a minute. It takes, again, exposure and just being in a space where you are comfortable for you to, you know, want it, want to try it. Because mm. I see every day you are getting more and more comfortable when you watch me go through my whatever, uh, whatever it is that I'm doing, whether I'm practicing, whether I'm cleaning, whether I'm just lubing up my gun. Like you, you have gotten more comfortable with the fact that it exists mm-hmm. and you're no longer panicking about like the existence of my gun. I mean, yeah. And I appreciate what you got because, you know, my big thing was we have a child and mm-hmm. you hear those stories about kids and guns and you listen. Of course. So... And one of the things that I also did highlight in the episode was, you know, safety, mm-hmm. um, owning a safe, um, a gun box, pistol box, keeping it stored in a place where, you know, kids can't get to it because at all, again, common sense uh, is mostly is the most important thing. And y'all, Drew Strong, this. she pick up, let me she tell you, is. this girl, let me tell you, I do okay, not episode. <laughs> Drew is going to be able to pick up my pistols no. and, and draw back my five pound slides in order to like, I can barely trigger. move it. I can't <laughs> we gotta pocket get <laughs> That's okay. See, every gun is not for everybody. It's a big ass gun. It was not meant. You know, it's it's gonna take practice. Yeah, this is the whole point. It takes practice. Yeah. But um, yeah. Do you have any other questions? No. All right. You. So the I, I normally do three questions for my Q and A. So I have one question for you. Okay. Um, as someone who is going to be in a intro to pistols class, as someone who is going to be walking around with an everyday carry pistol because that is what we are working up to mm-hmm. um because that's what yes it's what we said what you agree to mm-hmm. um what is something that you are nervous about and what is one thing that you are excited about what about the class or about, about having just everything that just 
Um, I'm excited to learn how to shoot um, and to know, like, I'm just excited, you know, because I'm a learner. I like learning new things. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to, like, be able to get get the hang of it and to not be awkward or so scared of them, but to also obviously use them responsibly. I pray I never have to shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. I really don't ever want to have to shoot one, ever, in life, at anyone. Except for women. But I will if I have to. But I want to know, know, want to know how to how to do it if I um if I do. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Just learning a new skill because again, like I said, I do think it's important for women to learn. I also, want to learn how to do crossbow, and I just want to. I want to be diverse. I want range. You want to be Katniss. Yes. Ooh. I want to be Michonne. That's what got I want. You. I want a sword. Samurai too. Yes. sword. Yes. I want all of it. Okay. Um. I love you. What I'm nervous about. I when you had the gun. Because you have the you have a concealed carry license, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have it wherever you dwell, right? Wherever I exist. Yes, yes. But I'm nervous about having a gun in the car when we're out and about. Even though we can have, like, it's legal to do so. Mm-hmm. At least for you, I haven't got my license yet. But when I do, you know, um, and like a cop pulls up, and our windows aren't tinted, and we have a gun, and cops don't ask questions, you know. At least they aren't known to ask questions. Or somebody, white woman pulls up beside us, sees a gun in your lap, and is, like, fearing for her life or something. She calls the police or whatever. Like, I'm nervous that you won't even have the time to be able to say that this is legal, you know, Mm because they don't ask questions. And so that stresses me out whenever you take it with you. That's fair. uh, Along with reading about, like, the laws in your state. Especially because of Philando. Because yeah, well, his. I mean, that entire situation is very stressful. Yeah. Uh, they asked if he had a weapon in the car. He, he said, said yes. yes. He said, I'll reach for my license and show you that I'm legally able to carry. But and he got shot. Because of a very unstable officer. who They're was just... all unstable, at least for the most part. And I don't, mm-hmm. that really stresses me out. Like, right. we lawfully can do this, but it don't fucking matter. And mm-hmm. so it makes me really nervous. Like, what's the point of learning this skill if I could possibly still die anyway? One of the unfortunate, you know, results of like situations like that happen is that people you you get more information when situations like that happen I, i've learned since then from a lot of different people that i follow that you don't have to answer that question mm. when a police officer pulls you over and asks you for your if you if you have any like weapons or anything in the car if you're stopping me for whatever you're stopping me for whether it's speeding traffic you can give me my citation and i can be on my way mm-hmm. now as black people we don't necessarily handle interaction with police on the road that way mm-hmm. you know we think we have to answer every single question or else and oh, honestly honestly it's proved like history has proven that that is the case mm-hmm. and it's still we still can you know die at the mm-hmm. end of the day right um so it is like it's it's all case by case it is what you are comfortable with i ultimately would rather you have it and not need it than not have it and need it mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of apocalypse, so I'm going to get it. <laughs> and I'm going to get my license. You said of the middle of apocalypse. You didn't say of an apocalypse. You said we're in the middle of apocalypse. The middle like, of an apocalypse. Like apocalypse is the thing that's happening right now. The mutant is here. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a doggy dog world. So. I love you. So, but thank you so much for for this. I This You're was welcome. good. This I was know. good. You're stressed about it, but it's going to be a good episode. I promise. Only because you joined me. Thanks. So thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. Um, <laughs> and, if, you know, as as my first guest, uh, normally I'd like shake your hand or whatever, but I'm going to probably make out with you. I'm going to take a nap. This session. Um, so thank you. I appreciate it. You want to say anything to the You're people before you, before you go? We'll see y'all on Monday. What's happening Monday? Our, fir- our full episode back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Fight clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right hopefully y'all enjoyed that episode um i really enjoyed my special guest on this one um i actually am very very serious about this content and so i really hope that someone got something from this and it wasn't just a nigga ranting about gun ownership and it actually came across as something that you might find interesting uh, I'm going to leave you all with this. I am sincerely tired of seeing black victims. Uh, I am over it. I wish that prayer or being respectable, dressing a certain way, being cautious or following the rules was enough. However, we are killed in churches during Bible study. We are killed at schools. 
while we are learning. We are killed wearing military uniforms. We are killed wearing hoodies. We are killed walking home with groceries. We are killed while driving. We are killed while parked. We are killed when we are jogging. We are killed when we are walking. We are killed by kneeling. We are killed when we are standing. I know gun ownership isn't the end-all be-all fix for these issues, but it is important to me to see black women armed and educated on how to best protect themselves because you are your family's first responders. I have seen that quote by a couple of the black women firearm instructors that I, that I followed, and I genuinely believe that to be true. Uh, when a situation arises, I think that this is important when it comes to protecting yourself. Uh, so if you hear this, you know, protect your peace. Take care of yourselves out there. Um, I would love the chance, again, to interview a black instructor and to share this information with our listeners. So if this reaches you and you'd like to tell your story, hopefully teach a skillful, uh, a useful skill to people who may need to know, uh, please hit me up. I'm trying to promote your shit. I'm going to get some people in your classes. I'm trying to get your, your, your schedule locked down. So hit me up. The Black Millennium Marriage Podcast is on Domino Sounds Network. Submit questions or feedback for the next solo episode. Email us at blackmillmare at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 770-750-4098. It could be featured on a future episode. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Feedback is really important for this one, y'all, because this is not going to be my last time talking about why niggas should own guns. Uh, be sure to check out our website www.blackmillenniummarriage.com within those show notes are going to be some really descriptive links that walk you through everything that i talked about in this episode follow us on social media platforms on instagram i am mikey underscore xxi that's m-i-k-e-y underscore xxi or follow randy at r-a-n-d three i's four e's <laughs> um, and on twitter we are at underscore the chapmans as always you all thank you for listening be blessed don't settle and fight clean. Peace. I'm about to let the fuels. I just need me a cup. I'ma pour me the juice. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Uh, I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Hello. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.